What Happened to Your Accent is produced by Fat World, the Caribbean Podcast Network. Hey, hey, lost your accent or warm to you? What happened to your accent? 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 ¿Qué le pasó a tu acento? Hey, hey. Little sweet Mickey. Oh my gosh. Mm. You gotta get to the chorus. I don't care. That's my favorite part. It takes a little time yeah, to get there. It takes a little time to say. You know, we're gonna, gonna have enough time yeah, yeah, to get yeah, to it. Yeah. <laughs> He'll start going into it later. Hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to What Happened to Your Accent. Hey, we're back. We are back. We are also been serenade by Sweet Mickey. One of the best, I know I best compa artists. So mm? Yeah. What yeah. make him so sweet? Oh my gosh, man. Great, great guy. Was also a, a, a prime minister mm-hmm. of Haiti as well. How many people can say they have had that kind of accomplishment? Yeah. Wyclef tried to come and do it. Didn't work, Wyclef. I think he can. He, I think he think can. Wyclef don't don't do sleep it? on Wyclef. Okay. He all can. All right, all right, all right. Okay. But it, enough about our old little things yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We are here today. Yes. I wish we, we need a drum roll. We need, uh, Steven, we need sound Effects. Right. Thank you. We'll just throw this stuff in right here. <laughs> Sound effects for drum roll, please. Yes. Um, this is Jerk Sauce. I'm sitting here with Mansa. And in-house, we have us in-studio guest. I'm so excited. You should see my face, y'all. We have the one of the most dynamic financial gurus oh, on man. the map, okay? Harlem's own. Hey. Okay? Four-time bestseller national speaker. Hey. Named as one of the top financial experts to follow on Instagram by Black Enterprise, y'all. Hey. Give it up for Mr. Ash Cat. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you so Mr. much for having me. Ash Cat. Yes. With a name like that. That's it. That's it. Destined for money, you know? All right now. Yes. So, Mr. Ashcast, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are known as a money guru, yep. and you are of Haitian American yes. descent. Yes. So I, so I am. You know, I'm from 129th Street and 8th Avenue. I'm from the projects, uh, from St. Nicholas Projects in, in Harlem. Uh, born to uh, my mother and father. You know, uh, proud Haitians. Uh, came here. My mom came in 1968. Dad came in '69. Um, and so, you know, grew up in a in a Haitian household, but in the hood. Um, um, and so, you know, I'm I'm just a person who uh, grew up low income. My dad left early, you know, early on, um, and so my mom did her best. And because she didn't really speak any, you know, good English, uh, she, the only type of jobs that she had was factory jobs. And she, you know, we weren't making enough to make ends meet. Didn't really understand like the welfare system and food stamps and things of that nature. And so we was dead broke. Um, which, which the funny thing about it is what is what allowed me to be who I am mm-hmm. because I've been a hustler since I've been eight years old, right? So eight right. years old, packing bags at the local supermarket, mm-hmm. selling T-shirts and mixtapes mm-hmm. on 125th Street until later, you know, when we was like 15, they were like, oh, food stamps, what's that? And then we, we start- from bags to books. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> from bags to books, you know? And so, um, yeah, so that, you know, that, you know, I, I, I've always been an entrepreneur, always been a hustler, always been somebody uh, who, who uh, knew that the key to a good life is money. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. so if somebody tell you that money don't bring you happiness, they don't got it. They lied. Oh my they gosh. Lying. They lying. lying. They don't they they don't got it. 
Lies. People, 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 lies they tell, right? People who don't have money will tell you that money isn't everything. But I know from a from a kid, you know, running into the the first floor apartment, knocking on the window, mm-hmm. telling my mother, "Here's eighteen dollars," right at the time for packing bags. That put a smile on her face because she right. knew she could feed us, you know. Right, right, right. Um, and then fast forward, um, you know, I, I had little, you know, odd jobs here and there, but I, I started my my banking career. I was nineteen years old. Um, did everything. I used the same hustle I had in the street, used it in corporate America, did everything in banking, teller, personal banker, private banker, branch manager, CEO of a credit union. You uh, Jamaican? Nah, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I got a little, little, little bit of Jamaican in me, right? And, uh, you know, was able to, you know, tra- you know transition from mm-hmm. the banking world to an entrepreneur. And, you know, I'm I'm an author of eight books. Mm-hmm. Um, four of them have been bestsellers. I travel the country speaking to people about money, how to change their mindset to manage money. Uh, I've been on every everything you could think of, every media outlet, Forbes, uh, NBC, ABC, every, whatever, you name it, Black Enterprise, um, whatever, you name it, I've probably been on it. Um, I'm Googleable too so <laughs> if anybody wants to so my real name is Ash Exantis so if you want to is Exantus right Exantus is my yeah. how you say it in, in, in Creole mm-hmm. um, and so if you want to Google me you could Google me if you want to Google Ash Cash whatever you know whatever you want to do but uh, yeah that's, that's that's me in a nutshell yeah. That's a lot in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For Man, sure. And, and, and that's wonderful because I mean, today is for us, we're, our focus is on these Caribbean mindsets when it comes to money. Yeah. You know, and it's great to hear about somebody who grew up on the block, took the hustling skills, yeah. and then transferred it into something real. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to begin today in terms of a discussion. And Jerk Souls, you let me know if I'm going in the right direction here. <laughs> you know, we want to play some things for you. We got some WhatsApp messages. Okay, let's from do some it. Some of our audience members. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's going to set, for listeners, it's going to sound a little groggy. You will hear that WhatsApp. <laughs> you know how that sound. You know what I'm saying? We got some voice notes because we wanted folks, uh, they were excited, they heard about you coming in, yes. and they wanted to share their perspective of what they learned about. You know, money yep. growing up as a Caribbean. Yeah. So I'm gonna play the first one. And you touched on it, so it's like the energy's flowing in the right direction. Yes. You already touched on it, talking about your parents' right. money mindset. Yeah. And so I think that is at the foundation core. You know, when you think about when your subconscious is being programmed, yeah. is that from in the womb to up to age seven. Mm-hmm. So sure. everything that you're learning um, is basically just a, a blueprint. It's setting up how you're gonna operate from eight. All the way up until you realize, oh, something's mm-hmm. not right. Yeah, and yeah. That's your parents' responsibility. Yeah, and, and it's funny. It's funny you say that, right? So because cause I think I think we talked about it offline, so I don't think the, the audience heard about it. But um, my, my my dad left when I was two years old, mm-hmm. um, and he had a different money mindset than my mom. So my mom, um, she was um, number three of thirteen, right? And so so it's funny. So my mom recently passed away this year, actually. And when my mom passed, I had to reach out to my to my cousin to get like, you know, to do the like obituary. And she started telling me things that I never even knew, which it was so many different parallels, right? In who my mom is or was and who, who I am, right? Where uh, she was was good at sewing and she got to America because she used to sew clothes for wealthy cl- for wealthy clients in Haiti. And then they, 
they they used to make let her go back and forth between America, right? Long story short, though, because she had thirteen siblings, um, they didn't have any money, but she knew that if she had the opportunity to make money, mm-hmm. and that's why she decided to go to America. She used to just, like send money back and forth or whatever oh, the case may be. But because she comes from that big household, don't have any money, there was a lot of scarcity in that, right? Mm-hmm. My dad, which I started connecting with him as I, as as you know, I got older. He always had money. He's he's always you know been you know kind of like uh, not a big spender, but everybody came to him like he was the money guy, right? Mm-hmm. But if you if you start to think about their personality, my mother was always like, oh, we don't got it, so we can't do this. Like it was always the scarcity thing. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, all right, we go to the store. He's like, if you want something, good. Like he don't even care about price. He's like, all right, if you want it, just get it. You know, like money is plentiful. You you can always get it. And what I realized even in my work that I do now, I realize that there is a big difference between people who have money and people who don't have money. People who don't have money or who haven't come from money, they have this mental this mental money block that allows them to look at money as a scarce item and that scarce item allows them to act in that way. Even if, right, so think about this though, I know people who make a lot of money mm-hmm. but still li- live scarce, mm-hmm. right? $100,000, you know, like they make good money but because they are, they have the scarcity mindset, they still operate at just enough and I think that mindset and, and really breaking those blocks is important. Uh, this leads right into our first WhatsApp yeah. no. And this is, um, I believe, by Noreen Sandy. Uh, she's from Trinidad. And let's hear what Noreen has to say about what she learned as a Caribbean growing up about money. I learned about saving your money from an early age. And I learned that also without money, you cannot do a lot of stuff that you want to do. Money, I know if the love of money is the root of evil, but without money in this life, you can't progress and move forward. My mother always taught me, you know, and say sayings like, from the sweat of your brow, you will eat bread. Mm. And she would always say, mother have, father have, blessed is the child that have his own. Mm. She will also also say things like, learn to be independent and do not depend on anyone. So in life, money is necessary to do anything. She also taught us to save up for a rainy day. And my mother always believed in having your own business. You know, a long time ago when we were kids growing up, my mother, we owned a business and, you know, my mother always believed that working hard for your own business, you will get more benefits instead of working for someone. That's what she taught us. So, yeah. So, Ash Cash, now, this you heard a couple of things in there that yeah. were really deep, right? Mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. the concept of saving yeah. was an important one. Can you talk to us a little bit about you know, that mindset around savings. Yeah. 
And so and so uh, everything she said was spot on. So there's just one piece that I that I you know I don't agree with is the saving for the rainy day. Um, and that and that's just because I'm of the mindset that you get what you prepare for. And so if you're preparing for emergencies, if you're preparing for something to break down, or if you're pre- preparing for something to go bad, then that's what what will happen. And then you're gonna go back to that space of of saving, you know, to to prepare yourself for something bad to happen. And so that's the only thing I don't, you know, I didn't really connect with. Uh, everything else I think was was spot on, right? Because you know, at the end of the day, uh, if if you have your own, if you understand that. You are the source. You don't need anybody else. You don't need, you know, you know, uh, dependency on nothing but you. Uh, you fo- you have your own. You can control your own, and that is true financial freedom. If you don't have your own, then it, then it's not, fi- you know, you're not financially free. Um, I think that savings is good if you are someone who has money blocks. And you're at a space where um, you're not used to having money. And so saving money will allow you to um, know what it feels like to have money. But if you are a person who um, always has money and understands how money works, uh, savings is not going to get you financial freedom, right? Savings is just a means to for you to invest in that business, invest in things that create residual income, right? So, so, so the name of the game is not savings. The name of the game is cash flow. Is how much money are you bringing in? What money? You know, how are you making your money work for you? That is the that is the key, right? The whole thing that we need to do is change our relationship with money. Let's stop working hard for money and let money work hard for us. And so if we have money that we're saving up, that can't be the end goal though. The goal is to save up money, but then now that you have this money, I'm not waiting for no rainy day because no rainy day is happening, right? Because rainy days only happen when you're not prepared. So what, I, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to save that money, not for a rainy day. I'm going to save it so I can invest it so my money can work for me. So that if I if I don't if I don't want to work, if I want to sleep in my bed, if I want to take four days off, I can take four days off because I know money's going to come to me. That's the rainy day when you get to sleep exactly. in my bed. Exactly. The rain, the rain, exactly. 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 Yeah. Exactly. So- Something, um, I was triggered by something that she said, and in our first episode, Caribbean-ish, we talked about a few things, right? Uh, Being a traditional Caribbean and of that mindset versus being an international Caribbean, you came up here when you were young or you were born here and you have roots in another Caribbean country. So she said she was encouraged and always taught to have her own business, Mm -hmm. right? And I thought back to, you know, going back and visiting my home country, yeah, Everybody had a shop. There was always one uncle or auntie that had a shop. So what do you think has gotten lost? Because that wasn't really something that I was encouraged to do from Mm. a young age. It wasn't until I got older and I had my own, you know, education about money and I was finding new things and bringing it to my mother. But then I was remembering, well, mommy, you know, mama jerk sauce had tried to start a catering business Mm -hmm. and, you know, my stepdad has a business and, but why wasn't that taught to us when we were young? Why weren't we brought in when we were younger, you know, to the family businesses say, Hey, we're going to do this together as a family. Instead, I was taught, go to, go to school, get a good job, you know, Get your education. Not to say anything is wrong with getting an education, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but at what point did someone say to me, go to school and while you're going to school, Mm -hmm. learn how to build an LLC, learn how to set up. 
even the the simplest of things, the lemonade stand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What what's being? I feel like that's being lost. Yeah, I, I think I think what happens is that, um, and and so this is this is a real study. They they, they say by the third or fourth generation, uh, wealth. Is, is disappears right mm-hmm. the reason for it is because the first generation had to build wealth because of necessity mm-hmm. like they had to do it right so they had to start their own shop nobody was giving them any jobs they didn't have any education so they, they couldn't go anywhere to get like these high paying jobs or whatever so they had to build these businesses they build these businesses they build this wealth and then they they, they tell their kids to go to school, right? Because they're watching the other sort of like wealthy, the small percentage, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. small percentage of wealthy people who have built their wealth through passing it down to generation generation. Mm-hmm. And so they don't they don't have access to that. Right. So they believe that getting going to school, you know, getting an education is what's going to give you like long-lasting wealth, right. not understanding that what they have already and what they built is is the key mm-hmm. to building that wealth. And so mm-hmm. and so and so I believe that's what happens. What happens is they believe that they had to do it out of necessity. And so because they had to do it out of necessity, mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to, to have to do this, right? Because entrepreneurship is not is not easy either, right? right? Because sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Like you, mm-hmm. like it's, it's a struggle at, at some point. And so when you look, right, you look at this facade of working for somebody, going to school, you know, this, this it, you know, it's painted yes. as if that's the easier route. Mm-hmm. That's the safest route. That's the route that, you know, that, that has more longevity. And so somebody who's an entrepreneur is not going to tell their kids in good faith. Right. Especially if they're a, a struggling entrepreneur yeah. to go down this route. My parents have all the skills necessary to have built a great business. Mm-hmm. My mother was an amazing cook. And I ain't just saying it because it's my mama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she was an amazing cook. My father, he can go out there and network his behind off. That man got a silver tongue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He could talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. This man went into a space, right? He went and got a house. Mm-hmm. Here's how he got the house. He didn't finish. He was supposed to go and put down a down payment on the home. He went into Citibank and guess found some other fellow Jamaican people. You know how he is. And all of a sudden, he got a loan to rebuild a house that he didn't have. <laughs> Blood fire. <laughs> That's how he got the house. <laughs> he got, I said, what the? So I know. Went out for, for coffee and Whatever he said. I said, wait, I hope you didn't cheat on my mother, brother. <laughs> In order to get that kind of. That kind of gift like that. I don't know what you did to get that. But he had, uh, he got that money. And so I knew that they could have done it. So yeah. I've been speaking to them. Yeah, you know, we're living in a space in Far Rockaway where there's a lot of Caribbean people. Mm-hmm. There were really good opportunities. There's only one competing store called Goodies in Far Rockaway. And I always said to them, listen, why don't you start your own business? And my mother always saying, no, I'm going to know because I'm not going to support me. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here saying to myself, we have everything that we need. Yeah. We would have worked our behind off yeah. to see that the business gets successful. Y'all but it's fear. off of having extra oxtail gravy. Mm. Come on. Mm. Come on. Yeah. And it was fear. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a fear of them going into something and that they felt very insecure. I don't think they necessarily had all the knowledge. Yep. That they needed 
But they always used to always tell me, go to school, get an education, right. and as you say, to work for somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. When they had an opportunity to build wealth because yeah. they were telling me, oh, go to school. And, you know, for Caribbean people, doctor, lawyer, yeah. nurse, nurse yeah. you know, teacher. Well, not now. <laughs> yeah. Not now with the incomes yeah, for yeah. teachers. Yeah. But those were the kind of accountant. Those were the kind of fields they want to see you go in. They yeah. were safe. And they were safe. They safe. Were safe you know, noble yeah. profession. Exactly. Exactly. That, made, that, you know, bought in a lot of income yeah. or that were seen seen as prestigious. Not that they aren't. They yeah. are. Yeah. But we weren't taught that there are a myriad of ways yeah. to make millions. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think I think it's it's all proximity though. It's all proximity. I think if you don't have access to it, all you can do is um make assumptions based on what you see, right? And so I think that's why it's important that those who do, right, those who are business owners, those who are able to build these, you know, multi-million dollar corporations need, and, and if you are, you know, wherever you come from, reach back to them and let them know, you know, what it takes because when you start letting people know what it takes to build those things and that that regardless of how difficult it is, owning your own business is the, the only way to secure your financial freedom, mm -hmm. right? Because you can have, you know, I, you know. I always say this, right? I say even if you have a good job, you should either you should be an owner of something, whether you own it and you run it, or you are investing in somebody else's thing. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that you take that money and put it into something that you own, because at the end of the day, when that job divorces you. Mm. Mm. You want to make sure that you are taken care of, that your lifestyle is not contingent on whether this job is in existence or not. And it doesn't have it does it has nothing to do with your boss. It might it, it might be the economy. It, it don't have nothing to do. You might be the best worker ever. It's not personal. It's not personal. And you got to understand that. You got to understand that if you don't control the narrative, the narrative will control you, you know? Definitely. So, we'll play the next person who submitted and that is uh Sandy uh, of Jamaican descent. Well, she's Jamaican, not Jamaican descent. She's Jamaican. And um, let's play Sandy's uh, response. My first lesson in money came from my mom, and her favorite words were, money doesn't grow on tree. So therefore, once we got money, she would tell us, make sure you save something out of what you got. Um, for most of us, our parents knew nothing about stock market, stocks or bonds or anything of that sort. Um, their own whole idea of savings surrounded the whole idea of joining what is known as a partner or a susu. For them, that was the easiest way to gather a large sum of money over time. They also, my mother also introduced me to the whole idea of the credit union, um, where with the credit union, you're able to save a certain amount of shares and you can go into them and borrow this large sum of money, which of course you'll pay back over time. And in some way that was still a form of saving because you had to still save while you're paying back the loan. So for me, I still take some of those lessons that my mom taught me as far as saving for a rainy day. That rainy day can be a day that you don't have a job anymore, can be a day when you're sick. And you know, if you're saving while you're working or as you go along, when the rainy day comes about, the whole idea is that you will have something to fall back on at least to cover you for a few days or a few months. So the whole idea of saving might 
not have been what we would want it to be, but at least we were introduced to it to the point where we know that if you don't save and put something aside, then you're going to be in a worse position when you need that money and can't find anything. So, yes, yeah, and as I, I mean, I, so again, right? You know, we we kind of covered a lot of this stuff, but you know, I feel like you know, and that's the thing, right? I think that because we didn't know. We weren't around people, and they didn't give us the full story. We knew some of the story. So we had half of it, like save for a rainy day or save, right? Mm -hmm. But no, save to invest. Because, because, and she said something so key just now. She said that because when that rainy day comes, at least, which I hate that word, at least you'll have enough to cover you for a few days. But what happens after those days are over? Mm. And so that's why I say that the, the message was halfway. That message, that she that was perfect, mm -hmm. except that additional part of it that says save so that that money could work for you and now that money is making money. And as that money makes money, if that, you know, if that rainy day comes, you, you're not only good for a few days. Right, right. You're good past that. I feel like that's the sliver to the cube, right? Mm -hmm. You've seen Transformers, right? Yeah, yeah. That activates the cube. Yeah. It's the save to invest. Exactly, absolutely. It's the investing part that I feel like a lot of us were not taught or strongly encouraged to and then invest in what and yeah, how. Yeah. I know there was a lot of fear um, when it when you talk about investing and mm -hmm. having those conversations. Oh, the stock market, you can't trust it. You can't, you can't. Uh, white it people just, sitting right, right, Yeah, right. like what are you doing? Babylon but system. But you know what, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm happy you. she's talked about it because, you know, so, so. Oh, yeah, I no. love the susu. Everybody, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. showing, you know. That's the happiest I ever seen my mother. Yo. What is your hair? What is your drawer? What is her hair? Like, oh, I'm like, hey, mom. You know, the new school shows. Everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Because yeah. the partner hadn't dropped. But that's, honestly, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a age old tradition yeah. that, yes, on one side of the coin provides comfort when mm -hmm. you get your draw and on the other side the that risk. shit can be scary mm -hmm. that is the riskiest risk. shit there yeah. are a lot of bankers right partner mm -hmm. bankers who have run off with yes. the money with all of the money yes. like yeah. all, their yeah. hand your everything yes. everybody yeah. Hand. You, yeah. you can't they disappear people have died yeah. okay yeah people I've heard stories yeah, yeah. people have been yeah for sure yeah, for sure. you know it's a very un <laughs> It's a very risky <laughs> right, right. type of uh, saving investment plan. Right, for sure. Yeah, for we sure. swear by it. And yeah. yes, we are invest... It, it is some sort... It's it's like an aggressive savings, if you mm, will, right? Sure. Like a structured... And if you don't have discipline, if you don't have self-discipline mm -hmm. over your own ability to save, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. you can't mm -hmm. access that. I'm currently, mm -hmm. you know, throwing a hand, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I realize that I have to learn self-discipline. I don't yeah. have any yeah, yeah. when it comes to saving my money because mm -hmm. it's like I'll save it and then the the littlest thing will happen one, my goodness I'm short kind of don't judge me one word cut it right listen those frontline costumes on, cost this, money this don't judge me gotta keep it 100 we're from Mr. Ash Cash you gotta talk to him and testify about your money no, I follow her IG I see her I see how, how she how she go how she, how she give it up a kind of money she you I'm ain't low you ain't low frontline costume you ain't low Listen, I broke up here. my costume payment into a payment plan, okay? <laughs> I'll take your my payment. <laughs> so, back to what I was saying. Yeah. 
saying, sussling upon them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yes, it's very risky, but also, again, I, I feel like there's benefit in it in terms of um, teaching you how to save weekly and creating that habit of yeah. putting something aside week, weekly. However, the, the challenge in that is that that money is not really creating a return on investment. Yeah. You're not gaining any interest on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, mm-hmm. the risk of someone running off yeah. with your hand. Yeah. And, you're not- and, 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 I, and I also think that we need to redefine what the word investment means because investing doesn't only mean stock market, right? You can invest in a business. You can invest in yourself. You can invest in rental properties. You can invest, right? You can invest in real estate. Like there's so many things that you can invest in. And I guess because when you look you know, on a television, they use the word investing, you know, as a way to talk about stocks, bonds and mutual funds. Um, you know, I, you know, I say invest in yourself, right? Invest in intellectual property. You know, I'm, I didn't, I didn't write eight books just cause I like writing. I actually suck at writing, you know, but when I wrote, I wrote my first book 10 years ago and when I got $200 a month from that one book, I said, yo, what if I wrote two books? And three books and four books, right? And so now, eight books later, I still I so my my first book came out December fifth, mm-hmm. two thousand and nine. Oh. So we're talking about ten years later. Mm-hmm. I still make money from that book. I wrote that one time. So that money that I invested, that five six hundred dollars that I invested mm-hmm. in writing the book to pay people to do it, I've made. It a thousand times over. Mm-hmm. What a great investment. And you know, let me uh, talk to you a little bit about, uh, I have a partner of mine mm-hmm. who loves talk about buying houses and want to flip houses and rent an apartment and rent and all that. I think I yep. know who. Um, how do you think someone <laughs> should present that idea and get into that kind of field? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think, I think, I think there's, there's two parts of that that we need to dissect, right? Is that you have um, the flippers, the hustlers, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you do wholesaling, wholesaling is like, I don't have, you know, I I know somebody who wants to sell it. I know somebody who wants to buy. I put myself in the middle. I make I make something off the off the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Quick way to make money. Right. Flipping, same thing. You got some assets. You bring some assets together. You buy a house. You fix it up. You sell it for a higher price, right? Mm-hmm. But that's still working for money. Mm-hmm. Do not mistake in it. Even though it's real estate, you have to work for that. It's not easy. You have to grind to find the people, everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's a grind. On the flip side, you have investors who invest in homes, buy and hold, renting it out. That is the long-term game. That is where wealth is built. Mm. That's the mailbox money. That's the mailbox money. Right. That's where wealth is built. And so for me, it's the same thing. There's no difference. I don't tell people who don't come from money to not work. You have to work. Where else are you going to get money from? Right. But the end goal isn't just to continue to work. The goal to work is to make money, take that money, invest that money. Same thing with real estate. If you want to get into real estate, you might have to start as a wholesaler. You might have to start flipping houses. But your goal isn't to, 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 to be a master wholesaler and a master flipper. Mm-hmm. No. You get that quick cash. And the good thing about it, it like if, you, if you're good enough, it's a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. But you take that lot of cash and you buy your property. But you don't buy your property to flip it. You find a property that you can buy and hold on to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right now, when you start to rent it out, you Airbnb it or whatever you want to do, 
that that's mailbox money because and here and here's the beauty of real estate. If you buy a house today for two hundred thousand dollars in ten years. It's not going to be worth two hundred thousand dollars. It's going to be worth three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, whatever it's going to be worth. And, and not or. And if you rented it out, that in, you're getting income from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're you're doubling your your mailbox money. And so I think that. Um, what happens is that people put real estate in this one bucket, and that's why it's hard to understand. It's like, what what's going on? I think people need to separate it and understand that there's different stages of real estate mm-hmm. and which stage are you trying to approach somebody in, right? right? If somebody's approaching me and talking about, oh, I, I want to be a wholesaler or I want to, you know, give me some money to flip houses, I'm not interested. Mm. But mm-hmm. if you got a good deal, on something that I can buy and hold, that's something that, yo, listen, this building has four tenants already. The rent roll is, is $8,000. Put X amount of money and this is what your rent roll would be. I could make, I could do the math in my head. Mm-hmm. Oh, I give you $40,000? Mm-hmm. I make I make my money back in three years? Okay, bet. Great investment. Because anything after three years is all profit all for me. Profit for you. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got you. And how do you think people should go about learning about real estate and getting into that field? Because I think sometimes there's a lot of people that are interested in this. Yeah. Um. You you always hear somebody coming up to you with a dream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I won't get into real estate. Yeah. You're always a always sure. a guy talking about that shit. For sure. For sure. You know for what sure. I mean? So, like, tell us the reality of really, because you know what I mean. Because people got to do their homework and yeah. all that. Like. Yeah. I think I so YouTube Academy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, seriously, you laugh. So, get get, get your membership. It's real talk. Get your get your membership. And right now it's free. Right. So you, you know, here, here's the deal, right? The thing about um, information at this stage of the game is that it's free. Mm. Um, and so I'm um, a student that says, let me learn it, and when I'm ready to implement it, I want to go to somebody that's done it. And so I'm not I'm not a I'm not a fan of paying somebody money just to learn and that's it. I'm a fan of learn, do your research, do your Googles, mm-hmm. do everything you need to know. So that way, when you connect with somebody who's done it before, they're not teaching you how to do it. They're teaching you the things that they've done and now you could connect with them. Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't so for instance, like I teach people how to write books and how to make money from books. Do, do not, don't be the first time you've ever researched self-publishing. No. Go to Google, go to Amazon, look up all the free information out there that tells you how to do these things. Mm-hmm. So by the time you come to me, I can tell you specifically, these are the, the tips and the tricks and the things that I've done that has helped me create this book. So the same thing with real estate. Go to YouTube, go to Google, do not pay $80,000, $30,000, $20,000, whatever. Don't pay this all this money Mm -hmm. for somebody to tell you something that you could just Google and learn yourself. Learn the basic, and and that's what I think. I I, I say learn the basic concepts, the basic terminology of whatever it is, real estate, investing, starting a business, learn the basic concepts, Mm -hmm. and then find someone who you can relate to. Because at the end of the day, the information is the same. But it's like, who can you relate to? Can you relate to this person? If they, Are they explaining it, explaining it in a language that you understand? Can they help you take action? And, and that's how I would say people you know, need to, to, to approach it. That's real. That's real. So you know who you are, sir. Yeah. 
Stop selling, stop selling dreams, fam. Yes, fam. Yeah, th- thank you. Stop thank selling you, dreams, Mr. fam. Talk to them. Why are you embarrassing? Come on now. Come on. Nah, he need to hear this though. Nah, he need to hear People it. work hard for their money, man. Facts. Stop. You know what I'm trying Facts. to say? Like, stop selling dreams, fam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many homes you own? Right. Show me. Show. Show me. Show me your rent roll. In this person's defense, have they done anything? Have they taken any steps? Have no, they, they have. They have. Look, okay. I'm, I'm just saying. But oh, I, my I, fault. I'm sorry. I think the reality is <laughs> what Mr. Ash Cash is saying. You know what I mean? You can't sell dreams. You gotta. Yeah. I, and I show agree improve. with that. You have to show, show some effort. Show improve, yeah. sir. You show and prove. And that's the thing. I'm going to tag him. I'm going to tag yeah. him. Let me mind my business. No, but, 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 but that's the other thing, right? The other thing is this, right? Um, and this is what I don't like about our community. Mm-hmm. Is that our community, we might hear a concept that sounds good. Right. And we swear we know it. And so now we're teaching something that we heard, but we didn't experience ourselves. Mm. And so what happens is because there's like little nuances that we don't know about because we didn't experience it. We're trying to drive people towards this thing. Mm. And, th- and some of them listen and now they get burnt and then they never trust nobody again. Mm. And so I think, so that's why we, I, I'm. I went hard because I'm like, no, if you don't know it, stay out, stay out. No, because we right. need our community to, to to know the real knowledge mm-hmm. so we we could get out of our situations because we are not the minority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You think about the Caribbeans, uh, Caribbean Americans, African-Americans, Africans. We are not the, the, the minority. Right. Right. And so if we come together, we could take over the world. Literally. Right. right. But it's so important that you say sometimes you got to go out there and be the trailblazer. Yes. Mm -hmm. Somebody got to take the risk for themselves. But I think sometimes when you can go out there, may not everybody might not jump on a bandwagon all at once. But if you got a dream, you got something that you want to do, take the first step out there. Absolutely. Do the homework and show and prove. Meaning you come in, I want to see a presentation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I talk about like when we we taught it, started Fet World, I don't take this light. Mm -hmm. I come in, I did my research. Mm-hmm. I went to conferences. Yep. I sat down and I said, okay, let me develop a presentation and a plan mm-hmm. right. to show people what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. So yeah. that's all I really say. If you're interested in anything, any business yeah. that you're trying to do, anything that you're trying to get involved in, you want to make money, you want to invest, it also takes a commitment in terms of doing your own homework. Absolutely, yeah. And I heard what Mr. Ashcash is saying here loud and clear. Do your homework. Yes. And then you take that break step yes and step outside there and try it yeah. and then come back and bring the light to exactly, the people exactly absolutely show the receipts i like i just want receipts that's all mm. if you want to talk to me show me receipts don't tell me what you heard. Don't tell me, yo, I've been, you know, this person in my company got a Bentley. Nah, where's your Bentley? Right, right, right. <laughs> hey, I want to see your ride. Yo, we talking about somebody else's. <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell me about that. Yeah. Let me, so, you know, Joe, when you pull up with yours, right. then I'm going to talk, talk to you. Yeah. Like, it's like when you go to the gym, right? If you go to the gym and you see somebody come and try to train you, right? and he ain't got no muscle. Right, nothing. And you're like, he yo, so I'm out, bro. You, you, know, you know the science, but you're not applying the science. <laughs> yeah. so I don't, you know, I don't you think know, I... I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. Don't yeah, no, no yeah. diet planner. Like, <laughs> exactly. Come on now. So that's great. So uh, we're just gonna wonderfully walk into you know. You talked about uh, we talked about a lot of things actually. So um, did your parents clash or or did you experience a clash? Maybe it was your mom and your auntie, right? Between money mindsets and where when you were having in home 
money issues? Did your mom discuss that with the family? Like, did they say, you know, sit down, you know, let me tell you why I'm saying no, you can't have a new pair of shoes. Yeah, right. You know, and I, I but I think that's what? part of the problem. The fact that our parents didn't really sit down and explain to us what was going on. It was always just no. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. if you hear no all your life, when you get older, that no, those no's, mm-hmm. a lot of people are operating at 30 yeah. from a no they got when they were six. That's big facts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, 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 absolutely. So, so yeah, in my household, there wasn't any discussion about money. Uh, it was none of your business. Stay out of grown folks' business. Facts. Right? And so, you know, even when, 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 when I, when I had, when I was going to the bank, uh, I, I think it's a CVS now, but we grew up, uh, you know, uh, down. T- there was a downtown spot that my mom used to had a uh, a savings account. Uh, it was one of the big banks, and I could never, not even get close to the the teller window with her. Like I had to sit down. Like, you, better sit, you better sit down while I go to the teller window, right? Go and sit down. The the, the pat. You remember the passport? <laughs> she had the passport book that she used to keep all. She had all the passport books. She used to have them in a bag. She would tie it in a bag, right. put it away. And and God, like you couldn't like stay out her room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, what I heard about too is like from my experience growing up, it's that and they telling you to turn off the light. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. unplug. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Appliances, yeah. you're not gonna be home. Yeah, unplug it. Listen, when they talk about uh, doing the different things, they said to save money in a Caribbean household, let the water run too long. Right. You take a shower too long. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, run up the water bill. Yeah, run up the light bill. Every bill is running up the phone bill. Yeah, run up the phone bill. Wait, let me tell you a joke, right? So, jerk saw a story time, right? So, I remember when I got my first apartment, and again, I grew up in that same sort of situation. Mom was like, yo, if you're not in the room, turn off the light. Mm-hmm. To the point where literally it was like you could see lights clicking off behind me as I'm like walking through the house. <laughs> I got my first apartment and, um, you know, it just so happens that I was there by myself or I was always at work. And so I called Petco because I was like, yo, you know, I just want to make sure everything's good, blah, blah, blah. I called them for some business. And she was like, oh, ma'am, I didn't I didn't realize that someone was actually living there. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? She was like, the bill is only $35. Mind you, it's like July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hot. I've got an AC in the Yo! I was literally like opening the windows. <laughs> I had a van from the Walmart. I no. would wash my clothes after seven. Wow. I was watching TV in the dark. Jesus. Y'all ain't right. I understood how serious do you know what it is to be get that light bill with the red mark yeah. with the red line across oh, I, I, it? I, I know. Final I know. notice. For sure, for sure. In the wintertime? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And <laughs> and these are the things like that I think, you know, which they should have had, you know, maybe some discussions yeah, sometimes because yeah. you just just get a negative kind of thing like don't pick up the phone if they call yeah, let it listen. ring right. to the answer machine pick it up right. like them bill collectors right right, right. let you mess up and answer the phone one day and say yeah my mom home yeah, yeah that is so, come on now. Yeah. so in full transparency um mama jerk sauce almost put my ass out one mm. day because uh i was home and i picked up the phone a bill collector called and this was around the time when they started getting slick and hi can i speak to can i speak to can i speak to so-and-so they called her by her first name so i thought it was one of my mom's friends 
And so I said, oh, well, Miss So-and-so, she's not here right now. She's at work. Oh, you know, I forgot her work number. Would you mind wow. giving me her work number? It caught you slipping, Yo, man. That's, that's they called it. mommy at work. Whoa. Listen, the phone call I got, Whoa. mommy was blazing through the phone, <laughs> right? She was like, Ghost you, dad you. you. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, you gave them my phone number. <laughs> Like, I gave them the direct line, wow. too, right? Oh, you gave the extension. Yo, oh, I mean, I thought it was, it was Miss Angela calling for mom. At least you gave the extension. Right, right. Had the secretary picked up, it'd have been even worse. All bad. Listen to me, Mr. Mommy called me in mm. And she said, yo. And then I got mad and hung up the phone, right? Oh, what? yeah, you She, was like, she called That's me back. She was like, two. pack your things. She <laughs> said, you think your whole draw's bigger. In here, this is Your draw's not bigger than my draw's. Make sure you pack up your things. They want to hang up the phone and people, yo. I, but I didn't understand yeah, yeah, yeah. the gravity of what I did yeah. until I started getting those yeah. bill collectors. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting thing <laughs> because I feel, and Mr. Ash Cash, can you talk to us a little bit about that piece about getting in debt mm-hmm. because a lot of us is Caribbean. My father, my mother, father had that problem. He seemed mm-hmm. to always be running some credit card problems, and um, but name get he like he like to yeah he <laughs> like to just ignore these people. Yeah, yeah. You know, but how, talk to us a little bit about how do we manage debt? Yeah, I think I think so. I, so a couple of things. I think that. Um, the management of debt starts with the management of what you have, right? So it's like, how how can you manage something else if you don't manage what you already have? And so majority of people, um, and, and it's not just Caribbean people, this is like the majority of Americans, you know, and, and around the world um, are not creating budgets, are not knowing well, how much money is coming in and how much money is coming out. And so what ha- what's happening is, People are living based, you know, on a reaction basis, right? Like as mm-hmm. things are happening, that they react to it with their money, and then when they don't have enough for certain things, that's when they start to borrow. Um, and so I think it starts off with understanding your number. Like, what is your number? How much money do you need each month f- to manage your household, and how much money is actually coming in? Do you have a deficit? If you have a deficit, what are the things that you can cut back on, or how can you make more money? Mm-hmm. Right, and understanding that, understanding that all right you know what this is how much is coming in this is how much i need you know i need to uh you know manage my household this is how much uh is coming in and it it, you know do i have a surplus if there's a surplus then what am i going to do with that surplus if it's a deficit what am i going to do with that deficit and it starts there Mm-hmm. It can't start with debt. We can't, we can't tackle debt by looking at debt because debt is the result of not managing mm-hmm. your budget, not mm-hmm. managing your current money, mm-hmm. not managing your expenses. And so we, we, we can leave debt where it is, but let's start to focus on where is your money going. And so I say, make sure you have a budget. Make sure you have a spending diary even, right? So the top of the month. Before you even start telling me what's on your budget, do a spending diary. For one month, just figure out where where's your money going? Because a lot of times people don't don't uh, you know consider Ubers, eating out, all of those things. So you start giving me those fixed bills, then you're like, I don't understand why I don't ever have no money. Jerk sauce, not spending. It's at Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. So so you're like, I don't understand. And so and so yeah, you need the spending diary to really kind of mm-hmm. say, all right, mm-hmm. where is this money going? Yeah. And now when you look at this money and you say, man, I'm spending. Two hundred dollars a month at Chipotle, yes, or yes. or for my and yo. There's a lot of people here that want to even be keep it real. There's also people, uh, some people about Uber. Yep. 
Uh, you said eating out. Mm-hmm. Um, little lunches you get during the week. Yeah. Things add up. If you especially trying to eat healthy, it's gonna cost you about yes. fifteen to twenty. Yeah. One yeah. salad is twelve dollars. Come yes. on now. Plus. Yeah. And then for people who are recreationally involved in drinking, yeah. going out, drinking, and greenery, mm-hmm. that costs. And let's just <laughs> yes. be honest. No, there's some the, people the don't. Greenery, don't the greenery, the greenery costs. Animals. Greenery costs them yeah, yeah. things. Yeah. 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 No, but, but people don't think about it. Yeah. Until they like, oh, that's just. No, it's you better just, throw that in the budget. Lot. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and so so here, here's a, here's a trick. This is this is this is a, a trick. I tell everybody, uh, you should not only have one bank account. Everybody should have three bank accounts. <laughs> you should have a bill account. You should have a spending account, and you should have a savings account. Take notes. Right. Your spending your savings account is you pay you pay yourself first. So you say how much money can I save? Ten to thirty percent is what I say. <laughs> Minimum ten percent. Maximum thirty percent. Put that away. Keep, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Do not have your savings account in the same bank you have your, your regular checking account because if you have it in the same bank, you're going to be tempted to take it out. That's so true. Out of sight, out of mind. So open up an online bank. Open up a bank that's 30 miles from your house. Do something. That, no debit card attached mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Do it automatic. Have a bill account, right? So now you did your spending diary. You did your budget. How much are my fixed bills each month? And make sure all of that money goes to that bill account, that you don't have no debit card, you can't touch that, all of that is to pay bills. Mm. And then whatever is left over, whatever you've budgeted for you to spend, that should go into your spending account. And so you should never see your savings account money or your bill account money, never. The only money you should be seeing is the money you have to spend. And so if your budget is $200 a month, then every month you look at that account and when you know that you hit zero on that two hundred dollars, then you know you ain't got no, you ain't got it. That means no fresh bundles, ladies. Exactly. Mm. Stop commingling funds. That's what that's what's happening. Yeah. Stop commingling um, funds. Definitely. Man, I done wrote down like fifteen of these damn things, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to review this episode one more time and sit down and do this budget one more time. The, the, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing things the wrong way. The financial I, gems. The financial gems. You know man. what? Funny enough, I have several bank accounts, right? Because I've learned that you should have several. But again, even with the online accounts, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate because you can automate that mm-hmm. or if you want to do it manually or did can I just tell you digit? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, di- digit, digit yeah. is great, but they have caused what is what a, is what is digit? So digit's an online uh bank account, if mm-hmm, you will, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you can set up savings goals for yourself. So mm-hmm. say I'm current. I have a TNT Carnival 2020 account there. Okay, okay. Thank you. So what Digit stop, does... Stop, not commingling funds. You're doing good. I try not to. So what it does is it siphons off like 50 cents, mm-hmm. 99 cents, $2 from your attached or your linked checking account. Mm-hmm. Um, and it puts it in this account. But you can either manually add or you can withdraw money from that and it takes like a day. But if you want it instant now, you pay like 99 cent fee or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's Digit, there's Capital with a Q, Capital. Um, I think there's another one. I know Acorn, Mm -hmm. but that saves and invests. That talks about what you were talking about, which I think is important, and Stash. And by the way, we're not getting paid by any of these companies, full disclosure, so this is just sharing for the sake of sharing. Mm -hmm. Yes, Um, they may be beeped out, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, my bad. No, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But we do. They need to send us a check. What a check. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who's working for Digit or any Mm -hmm. of these companies Mm -hmm. that I mentioned, you need to send us a check. We can have these commercials. We had Mr. Ash Cash on. You know we legitimate. Exactly. Um, 
So that's that's essentially what it is. It's a tool. But what I find is that when I'm in a crunch or when that, that checking account is looking low and I know an automated bill is going to come out at this day and I'm like, <laughs> I run and grab that money. I can still tangibly touch it. Yes, for a fee or for a delay of a day or so. However, but that's why I like the susu, mm-hmm. right? I can't, I can't see that. I don't know where it is. I can't touch it for a whole year. So let me ask you a question, though. Discipline. You break your leg, not you, but somebody breaks their leg. They go to, the, they go to the doctor. The doctor puts a cast on, and then gives them crutches, right? They like the crutches, and they, they stay on the crutches forever. Mm. Does the leg ever get strong? No. Okay. Okay. Enough said. Lesson learned. Right, and so and so, I, I get it, right, and I and, and so and so that's part of what I'm saying is I love the susu too, mm-hmm. but the susu a is a crutch. Mm-hmm. It's a beginning though, so right. I so I don't knock it because, right. you know, for me I'm like, all right, it, it shows you that you have the discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that you see that you have the discipline, take it a step further. Do do it for yourself, mm-hmm. because doing it for yourself. There's more longevity in that. And so, and 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 I, I want to add something to what you were saying about that issue. And I want everybody to do this. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to struggle for one month, meaning this, or two months or three months, meaning for one month, two months, three months, I need you to pull back on everything. Don't do Uber. Don't eat out. Like, go as tight as you can. Take all of your expenses. Go as tight as you can and create a cushion with that money that you save in your bank account mm-hmm. and vow to yourself to never go below that that cushion meaning that if your you know if your bills are x amount of money and 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 you're living check to check or every time that's happening then pull back for a month, two months, three months, four months, whatever it is going to take and come to a point where you have $1000 $2000 and that is the, going forward, that is the minimum amount that you should have in your account. So that way, now as you start getting paid, you never dip below that 2000 and then you never have you, know, you never have that issue. Ladies and gentlemen, that includes the Hulu. That yes. includes the BBS. Yes. 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 You know, yeah, automatic includes, payments too. Yeah. So, well, if you notice, everything is moving towards a subscription-based right. platform. Yeah, and exactly. that's how they get you because right. I remember I was looking at you know, my budget, I was working on a budget mm-hmm. and I sat, I literally was working on this for like three hours in silence. I was sitting there and I was like, wait a minute. So I called up Netflix and I said, Hey, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. I had a conversation with the rep and I said, and I did the math. I was like, yo, over the next like three months, if I cut the Netflix, I will save $50. Yeah, yeah. I know that may sound small, but that $50 can be snowballed on sure. top of a credit card bill. Mm-hmm. That's a that's costing that's you way more. Yeah. I could push yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That $50 to somebody who has 10 is a lot. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I cut I cut the bad boy off. And okay. I was like, and, and, and then okay. it's it's multiple of those, you that's know. That's right. Hulu. Yep. You're talking about uh yep. Amazon Prime? Yeah. Yep. You, you know, Disney doesn't come out with their own little subscription thing. And also the gym fees for those people yep. who hit the gym yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? And you go on the planet, make sure you got your gym subscription. Planet Fitness was the first one that started that. Yep. You pay low weight. Yep. $20. Yep. Ain't nobody going to the gym exactly, like that. Exactly. They got mad 
get people sign up for Planet Fitness. They might go on Planet Fitness. Yeah. Don't they serve? You know what? And they serve pizza it. and all that. Yeah. I was gonna say they, 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 they 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 working against yeah. you. Yeah. But like these are like the the like you said the monthly subscriptions. Yep. Those yeah. are the yeah. money. Pay attention to absolutely, absolutely. You know they cost a grip. They cost. Yeah. So even Audible, I give you a short story about Audible. I I had to call up the rep because I noticed like these little deductions here and there, but I was paying attention. I said, sir. I canceled this like five months ago mm-hmm. and I noticed I've been charged for the past like five months, like $12.99. Don't you know? Oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. You're so right. We apologize. They refunded me $350. Wow, wow, wow. Now, what yeah. if I wasn't paying attention? Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. You got you to gotta look at it. The phone bill, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that you have automated, that's why it's so important. I don't automate any of my bills. I got to see that. Yeah. Let me read. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I know it takes time, but as you've been saying, Ash, guys, what I'm thinking of, of people need to also set aside some time to really go through their finances. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's important that we set aside some time. No one says that you should... You know, everybody says, oh, go to the gym, do this. But then what about your financial Exactly. Health? Exactly. Maybe, right. you know, once or twice a week, you need yep. to be really digging in and seeing what you've been doing, how things are moving, and just basically get a quick check-in every every week or so. Yeah. Sit down. Now, and that's something I need to I need to do. Now, you think about it, right? You, you know? think about your, even, even your health, though, right? Like, people do annual checkups. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to money, people are only checking up on their money when there's an issue. Mm. Yep. There's no, there's no preventative measures. Right, we worry about our credit when we want to buy a house. You know what I'm saying? We worry about you know what I'm saying, like like not having enough or bills and stuff when we don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. But like, what what are we doing to maintain that? So I agree. I think that there should be at minimum once a month. Minimum. At minimum once a month, you should be nice. looking at your statements. Mm-hmm. You should be looking at what's coming out. Right. You should be reconciling everything. You know. So that's actually a really good segue into you know how can we either combine our traditional money mindsets with the new knowledge. Mm-hmm. So as again going back to that that statement that you said earlier, saving to invest, Absolutely. right? Yeah. So it's like saving is what we've been taught traditionally. Mm-hmm. Now investing is like this new yeah. thing that we're learning and getting more information on how to do. So how can we keep what's good about the traditional Caribbean money mindsets yeah. but then marry it with all of this new knowledge? Yeah, no, nah, you I, I, you just said it. Like I, I have no, I have no, nothing to add to it. Exact, exactly what you just said is how we do it. We we add that second piece to it. We add the piece to invest, right? We add the piece that says we're gonna work for money, so that that money could work for us, mm-hmm. right? We're gonna invest in things that are income producing, so we don't have to rely on our physical labor. Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Oh, man, that's a dream. So then I was going to go in, right? You giving us all the segues. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, right? So what are the important things, right? What are the important assets? Because I I, I swear, I always have a story. Forgive me, y'all. I always have a story. I remember when I didn't have a car and I was getting ready to get my first car. Very excited. I said, boom. I was looking through the paper. That time, we still had classifieds, right? I found a car. Um, 30,000 miles, all highway miles, two-door, sexy little coupe. It was it was like a 2002, right? And this was 2004. I was looking at it. And um, met up with the girl. She was selling it for $8,000. I said, oh, bet I want this car. I go to my parents. No, we want to lease. You're going to lease a car, lease a car. Fast forward 10 years later, 
you know, I'm sitting in a T. Harv Eckert seminar, and he's like, leasing's for rich folks. Yeah, if yeah. you ain't rich yet, you don't need to be leasing no yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. And I regret not going against what my parents were. Forgive me, parents. I know y'all listening. Mama George, so it's probably forgive me. But I really wish I would have stood my ground and said, no, I'm yeah. going to buy this car for eight grand. I could have owned that car outright yeah, for 10, 20 years. That I'll car was a what, baby. Yeah, 30, 30, yeah. Car's a little tricky, though, because I don't got my first vehicle. I paid thousand something. It was in Albany, mm-hmm. and it was um, Cutler Supreme. Mm-hmm. Some old school. I just needed from point A to point B. Brother right, right, struggling. Right, right, right. Brother struggling. I just right, need a ride. Right. And it was eleven, son. I ended up having to wait outside for this dude out of his job. He stopped trying to call me. I tried calling him. He stopped right. picking up my phone calls. Because <laughs> everything, as soon as I took the car out, the door froze up. Yeah. The car started to stop turning on. So I got called out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I ended up going, because me and him had a, I ain't going to talk about all that, what happened after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But you had a I took, discussion. Yeah, we had a real discussion. Put hands and feet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we, I ended up having to go now and purchase and, and made that mistake of going ahead and buying a car from the dealership, having to pay these. And when I did the math of how much I paid, I made to pay these people almost two and a half times worth yeah. what that car was. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I've always thought about it now. And it, these are things that no one teaches you. Yeah. And I wish my parents would have just said something to me and could have helped me out through yeah. that process. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it, you know, so debt could be the, the, the gift and the curse, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what happens is this, right? Debt allows you to buy today something that you might need or want that would take you forever to save up for, right? So you think about a car, you know, if you want a $30,000 car, it might t- take you a long time to save up $30,000. So you look and you're like, you know what? I could afford $300, you know? And so you you buy it, but to your point, it, you know, it comes with a cost, right? Like there's a cost to it. Um, and so for me, and, and so I wanna be so clear, I love nice things. I buy nice things, but, I think that nice things should be paid for thing with 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 residual income. Okay. It should not be paid for your physical labor. So, if you decide to buy a car, that's I'm fine with that. But don't work so you could pay your car off. Mm-hmm. Cuz think about this for a second. If you want let's say, you know, you, you know, you know you're Jamaican so you like some Benzes. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> No, let me, let me stop. But let's say, let's say let's say you would have Benz. Let's say you would have Benz, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, don't don't have don't have the Jamaican army come after me. <laughs> I was just joking. I'm joking. It was a joke. You can't take joke, right? So, so let's say you want a Benz. The Benz costs a thousand dollars, a thousand dollar note. Why not take that same money, buy a uh, a property? That property pays rent, and then that rent pays off the bins, right? And so that's what that's what I think the mindset should be. The mindset should be, I'm working to gain money, and that money is to buy something that could give me more money. Mm-hmm. And then the money that I'm making from that is what I can use to do all the other things. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah I think definitely is these are lessons that need to be taught and also implemented in our community. Because we just sometimes, and of course, you're in America, and but in the islands too, everybody said nice things. You, you, sometimes you don't know 
what it is to get there. And um, I think what I'm hearing throughout this conversation is a certain amount of discipline. Yes. Yeah. Changing your, your mindset about how you work with your money, mm-hmm. making sure to go through and and look at you know, look at your financial health, ensuring that you're paying close attention to how you're spending and where you're putting your dollars at. As, as uh, Jerk Sauce was saying, you take your old traditional Caribbean um, thinking of saving, mm-hmm. but also learning how to use that now to invest in things that yeah. will make you money. This is some really good points being laid out here today. But I also want to add to that. I think there's another layer, right? So even how we discuss money. I noticed a while ago I had to back out of certain conversations because if you say you're always broke, you're always mm, going to be broke, for sure. right? You cannot affirm I'm a boss mm-hmm. and I make all this money and at the same time engaging in literally com- conversation after conversation, lad me broke, me no have no money, me no have this, me no have that, and it's like you're it's like you're canceling out everything yeah. that you just said. So true. And I, I hear that a lot. And I could, you know, from our Caribbean folks, everybody calling some broke. We need something. Mm-hmm. I need this. I need that. You get the calls from your family at all times, especially down at the islands. You always get a call from somebody who you needs something. What do you mean a WhatsApp? What do you mean a call? A yeah, WhatsApp, a WhatsApp no, call yeah. or a voice note explaining the complexities <laughs> of <laughs> their plot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, requests that are made of things like Playstations mm-hmm. or Jordans. Mm-hmm. Things that we know I ain't even buying. Right, right, for sure, for sure. Yeah. You still mad about that PlayStation? Yes, there? yes. <laughs> I'm on a TV and I'm on a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> You know, I'm trying to add it up. Mr. Ashcan, I'm trying to add it up. You don't have no TV, but you want PlayStation. Anyway, but these are the things that we always get in our community is that we, yet you said, uh, Jerk Sauce, it's that thinking of we're always broke, we're always looking for somebody to, get, to give out something, and we're supposed to work communally. And I always tell my, um my mother the other day was sitting down talking. I said, listen, I think it's important to people to know that if you keep on asking everybody else for money like the person who's giving is never going to be able to build something Mm. that can actually truly help the family yeah so let's say every month i'm so i'm sending a hundred here a hundred there and a hundred there so three four hundred dollars is going out of my way to help Mm -hmm. back home Mm -hmm. fine understandable it's a good thing for you to do but at the same time if i was able to really invest yep that money into something now. Maybe I could establish a real business yep. and then with the money from the residuals yes, of yes, that, yes. build wealth for the yes, family. Absolutely. Right. So we never think like say, instead of saying, yo, we need this to say, well, how can we all come, come together, together? Yeah. and help? And, but you know but you know the saying, if you knew better, you do better. And I yeah. think that that's why education at every level is important. Not just the head who understand, who has the vision, they need to be able to to articulate that that vision down to everybody, mm-hmm. right? Because I think that if even if the kids and, and we talked about this earlier, and that's why it's important to start having those conversations. Because if the kids know 
that this new mindset is that we're going to work hard for money, but then we're going to make that money work hard for us. If they know that's the mindset, then they're not going to be asking, you know, yeah. that they're going to they're gonna have this understanding that, you know what, I can't ask for the PlayStation because this money is going to go into the business. And if that business start making money, then I can have all the PlayStations I want. You Heck, know? you can get two PlayStations exactly. and rent one. Exactly. But, but, exactly. Right? Exactly. And they start moving. Exactly. That's the hustler thing. Exactly. Time. Exactly. And so I think that that needs to be taught, right? That narrative, especially for us, you know, in this new generation, we need to start changing that narrative. We need to start teaching our kids. And that's the beauty, right? The beauty of coming from a Caribbean background and in a background that we know all the things that didn't work. Now we have contrast, right? The Honorable Curtis Jackson once said, <laughs> joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So sometimes, sometimes you need the contrast so you can be able to say, okay, this didn't work. And so now this is what we're going to do to make it work. That ties into contrast always works in your favor. Yes. So when things mm -hmm. look real crazy, yeah. there's something in it for you. I often compare it to like a coal mine. Mm -hmm. There's diamonds in that coal Absolutely. mine. Right. It looks dusty, dirty, and dark, but guess what? There Some are diamonds, diamonds in that. Absolutely. So with that, um, any last thoughts, any myths and truths uh, to the Caribbean money mindsets you'd like to clear up? And um, also, we definitely want to give you an opportunity to share. Where can the people find you? Yes, yes. So I, I think, I think you know, any my, my closing remark would be this. Take the good, take the bad, put them all together, and redefine the conversation. We are at a space now, today, where if we collectively take our power with everything that we've been taught, everything that's out there for us, everything that worked, everything that didn't work, we could put that all together and really move as a powerful force. And so I would say, make sure you do your research, understand how money works, make sure you're, you're, you're teaching your kids, make sure you're teaching your community, make sure we're moving as a unit, right? The African proverb says, uh, if you wanna go fast, go alone. If you wanna go far, go together. And so let's continue to go together Together. Let's con let, let's stop trying to um, separate us. We are all from the same diaspora. Man, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I care. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. We right. We we from the same di diaspora. Exactly. I don't care. We just got dropped off at different places. Definitely. So we the same. And so let's let's continue to unify. Um, you know, I could be reached. My my website is iamashcash.com. Uh, you can follow me on all social media platforms. I'm I'm most active on Instagram, um, and that's I am Ash Cash, but also I am Ash Cash on Facebook, I am Ash Cash on Twitter, uh, and I'm also Googleable. So holla at me. Books, resources, tools. Yeah, so yeah, so definitely, um, you know, I have eight books out there. So if you if you go to my website, um, I have everything there. You'll see, you know, Mind Right, Money Right, Ten Laws of Financial Freedom, uh, Mind Right, Life Right, How to Manifest Your Dreams, uh, What the FICO, 12 Steps to Repairing Your Credit, The Wake Up Call, Financial Lessons Learned from 444, Hustlenomics, uh, based on Nipsey Hustle. Um, and that's actually a free ebook. So if you want that one, you go to hustlenomics.com, get that one for free. I actually have another book that's free called uh, I Build Wealth. If you go to 12stepfreedomplan.com, uh, you can download I Build Wealth. I give you 11 steps to financial freedom. All the stuff that we talked about. See, I appreciate you. That was the good layer. All the stuff that we talked about today is in is in that book I Build Wealth. I talk about all the steps uh, to you know to to make money, but also how to create residual income and you know make your money work for you. So go to uh, 12stepfreedomplan.com and uh, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Jerks.
sauce, Mansa. Yeah, man. This was it. one of the like. I just want to say to listeners, this was a great opportunity. Thank you for coming out, My sir. Yes. We really Thank appreciate you. it. Hit him up on Instagram. Hit him up. Make sure you know get his books. Support the man. He's out here doing God's work right Thank now, you. man. Thank helping you. the people. Leading the people out of poverty. Yes, yes. It's All right. Promise land. Word. So this is what happened to your accent. We're out. Later. Easy. <laughs>